Well, good evening, my fellow travelers. Here we are another evening with the Course of Love. We are currently reading the Dialogues Unveil. Last week we read four paragraphs. Uh, no, three paragraphs, actually, and we spend much time on it because they're so so full of wisdom and, and insights and and we dialogued into them. And that's what he's saying, dialogue. And tonight we'll continue with the uh, dialogues unveil. We're doing one to uh, four to seven. So it's, we're going to find that we're not doing that much reading and we're leaving space for dialoguing. And that's what I think this whole period of time with these dialogues that after months after finishing, uh, you know, Course of Love, Mary received this. Because he spent time in the Course of Love talking about dialoguing. But here he like really gets into the meat of it, what it is, the flow, and I'll, we'll talk about that. So tonight, we have with us Judy, Reverend Bill, Gloria, Miguel, and Shirley. So I'll call on the first four to read the paragraphs that are available to us. And um, let's get started. So every, and then <clears throat> just my usual <clears throat> household you know, hints or request, you know, keep yourself muted when you're not reading or speaking. Try not to speak all at once. Speak over people or, you know, interrupt. Um, Just be respectful of other people trying to share. And, uh, of course, it's always nice to say you complete when you're done because we don't know if anyone really has finished their thoughts when you're done speaking. So, <clears throat> again, we have Judy, Rivendell, Gloria, and Miguel. A prayer to center us for the evening. So if you'd like to close your eyes, bring your mind and your heart together in wholeheartedness, and prepare yourself to experience these words. Don't attempt to intellectualize them. They're not meant to be. They're meant to be experienced. Feel them. Let them permeate through your heart center, through your being, through your knowing, through your true self. Reach down deep within. Listen with your heart. That's where you abide in true love, in your heart. So as, let me say this prayer that always spoke to me. Oh God, we are one with you. You have made us one with you. You have taught us that if we are open to one another, you dwell in us. Help us to preserve this openness and to fight for it with all our hearts. Help us to realize there can be no understanding where there is mutual rejection. Oh God, in accepting one another wholeheartedly, fully, completely, we accept you. And we thank you, and we adore you, and we love you with our whole being, because our being is in your being. Our spirit is rooted in your spirit. Fill us then with love, 
and let us be bound together with love as, as we go our diverse ways. United in this one spirit, it makes you present in the world, which makes you witness to the ultimate reality that is love. Love has overcome. Love is victorious. And to this I say, Amen, Amen, Amen. So let's hold those beautiful words in our heart and wholeheartedly, fully and completely we accept God. Okay. So here we go. We've got the recording going. Has anyone joined us in the interim that would like to announce that they're with us, listening? So, Judy, would you like to... Oh, well, I'm going to read the last paragraph we read last week in Dialogue Unveiled, and then Judy will do paragraph four. So last week he reminds us, the unimpeded flow of dialogue is like an unimpeded, unimpeded current of water. Action without impediment, unimpeded, Action is unrestricted movement at one with being and expression. Unimpeded movement is at one with being and expression expression at all times and in all ways because restriction is the work of the ego and restriction and is restriction of the true self. Judy, would you like to read four, please? I was just thinking that somebody last week who didn't get a chance to read may want to take four today. If that's okay. Otherwise, I will do it. I just wanted to throw that out there. Shirley, you're on the bottom of the list. Did you read it? I think we all read. I I did. I read last time, yes. Yeah. Miguel, Miguel, did you read last week? Would you like to read four? Yeah, yeah I read last week. Yeah, because we had Judy, Shirley, Yvonne, okay. Miguel, and Reverend Bill. So you're good. Okay. Thank you. Acceptance bursts the dams of restriction and releases the flow. The mountain nor the valleys of level ground cause or restrict the flow. The mountain and the valleys, too, are within you existing as two levels of experience of what is happening in the moment. The one voice and the many are also within you, existing as two levels of experience of what is happening in the same moment. Because the two levels of experience exist in the same moment, they coexist, or in other words, they exist as one, and yet they are distinct. As long as neither are restricted, this is union, with or communion. Two distinct levels of experience in union. When the distinct levels fall away, there is no experience of union, only union. But the action is the same. One is not better or more desirable than the other. They are only different. Thank you. Reverend Bill? Wow. Thank you. 
Union never negates the self, but full union negates the experience of self. When the experience of the self no longer exists in a particular action, the laws of what you call reality bend, and the impossible becomes possible. Jesus speaks, miracles happen. Healing occurs, a new reality exists, a reality in which there is no object of experience, no observer and no observed, no one in action and no one acted upon, no giver and receiver, no intermediary, just union. Pass. Gloria? Yes. Six. What is desire now? However, is the experience of union. The experience of union is the experience of two distinct levels of experience. These two distinct levels of experience can be integrated into one level of experience. A level of experience that can bend the laws of what you call reality in the same action as full union, so that the only difference is the ability to experience the experience as a distinct self and union. This integration of the two levels of experience is what has been called the elevation of the true self of form and the sustainability of Christ's consciousness and form. Pass. Miguel, would you read seven, please? There is no form it's without the experience. Oh, sorry. Okay. So sorry. Miguel. Miguel. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, there is no form without the experience of form. Without the experience of form, there is only union. Complete. I think this four paragraphs are enough for us to dialogue on. I mean, he's raising some hefty thoughts here particularly in four, about the two levels. So I think we're going to just stay here for a while and see how it comes up for each and one of us, how each each of these paragraphs resonated within our minds and our hearts. So the floor is open. This is Bill. Um, <clears throat> as we were reading it last week, I, I, I just was fascinated by paragraph five and grateful for the opportunity to read that today. Um, this, this message, union never negates the self, but full union negates the experience of self. This is saying that, uh, to me, this is saying, and, and it, it then is reinforced later on, I think when Miguel wrote or read, that that us having an experience as as we do 
um, is accepted by by the idea of union, but then true union, complete union, that is with no form at all, negates the experience of self. I would, and what I see him saying there is that it's in that space that we truly are one, not in form at all, but in space and and in simply being. And pretty interesting to see that note then that we, that when we reach that state, reality bends in and impossible becomes impossible. That is that um, we are able to bend whatever we had thought of before as laws. Um, I'm just fascinated by that, by that paragraph and how at the end of it it says, no giver and receiver, no intermediary, just union. Um, I don't know what more to say about it right now, but I'm just enthralled by how that was given to us in this paragraph. Thank you. I'm complete. Thank you, Reverend Bill. Thank you. Yes, thank you. Thanks, Reverend Bill. Yeah. It's an intriguing thank idea. You, <laughs> yeah, thank you, Bill. Um, this, what you pointed to, you five, uh, five and six, uh, in, uh, all the, that we have read today, four, five, six, <clears throat> it, you know, reminds me very much of day 27 and day 32. And uh, day 10, too. And um, I... Uh, reluctant to talk about it because talking about it for me keeps it you know, about it I mean talking about it uh, keeps it in the realm of just uh, ideas rather I want to experience for example right now my desire is to experience dialogue in the sense that uh, and remembering that you and I all all of four or five of us are here, we are one. There's only one here, one Christ. To, to keep that in mind, that is a, because that is the self, to keep that in mind while at the same time experiencing uh, this, uh, in, and experiencing is in quotes, experiencing this, you know, these words being exchanged. That is what I got. It was I had a huge leap forward when I came to day twenty-seven. Um, in in a, apprehension of two levels of experience, which I must, uh, which I would like to deliberately, consciously. Uh, 
for lack of better words, I will say experience, but it's really not experience. That, that's the, that's the, my um, issue here, that, you know, the one that you just pointed to, when the experience of the self no longer exists in a particular action, um, or the last sentence that you read, a new reality exists, a reality in which there is no object of experience, no observer, no observed, no one in action, no one acted upon, no giver and receive, no intermediary, uh, just union. So, experience, in other words, is second class. That's what I'm, <laughs> one way to put it. So, I need to consciously remember, right now at this point, that there's only one Christ. And that I am experiencing that I consciously am choosing to experience the Christ that I am, which includes everyone here. And at the same time, be conscious of this dialogue. So this is one and the many being experienced simultaneously, what he was talking about starting in uh, four. The two levels of experience exper uh, uh, exist is existing simultaneously. That's what I want to experience. I do not want to talk about it, but I want to experience it, but I'm trying to put it into words. Uh, and I'm reminded right now, today I had an awesome day because I almost never leave my home. Uh, uh, and I, I, I never leave my home, almost never, never. I mean, it's very, 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 like once a year I might go somewhere. I don't go for vacations, nothing, nothing, nothing like that. I never leave my place. Um, so today, I took day off from my school. My, it was my first day of work. And uh, I chose not to work today and went to visit uh, three of my friends whom I knew years ago in another neighborhood before I moved here. And they are, two of them are Salvadorans and one is Mexican. And they are all like laborers. And I went to uh, see them uh, and just felt like visiting them. It was a beautiful day. And I was, I was there from 11 o'clock to the time I came back at, at 5. And, uh, and it was, I felt I had a long vacation. <laughs> I felt I went to another country or another state or something and I was so elated when I came back and I realized I never thought of God for one moment during all that time I never thought of anything spiritual at all we were singing and we were singing all kinds of songs Spanish Portuguese eating Chinese food this and that and that and uh, you know the three uh, three men and um, uh, and it was so awesome. I was so excited and elated to tell my daughter and, and that what a day I've had that I feel I've come back to my place after a vacation of some weeks or something. I was gone only for a few hours. I experienced something like this, I think, what we are reading about. And I, uh, and, um, I want more and more of it. Uh, so the key, uh, right now, the point I want to make is, he is asking us, as in day 27, to 
constantly remember the constant that there's only one Christ and I'm experiencing Christ all the time in every encounter and which and this Christ the self embraces all and stay with that consciousness I didn't even have to try I was just having fun with my friends and um, uh, at the same time while at the same time engaging with whatever is happening wholeheartedly you know joyfully respectfully thoughtfully and so on and so forth and the result is so just awesome uh, so that's what I'm reminded of I just stopped there for now um, I'm complete that was wonderful Miguel that was beautiful Miguel thank you yeah thanks for that response said how do you feel and you said wonderful wonderful you know as you ex- you know uh, talking about your experience with your friends I felt such uh, a movement within like I joined with you because I could feel the elation you know the, the connection the the union you know and like you said you didn't speak of God but you were you were in your God consciousness at the time you were in constant connection in God consciousness in that you know with your you know with your fellow men your brothers you know as he says our brothers and sisters so that was that no oh my god that was like euphoria yeah I it was I felt it with you I was like saying oh I thank you I wish I had been there this has felt so good so freeing and you know when we release and, and you know uh, go with the flow, you might say, like he says, accept, accept the bursts, the dams of restrictions, and releases the flow. You know, to join with brothers in song or dance, or you know, even the dialogue. If the flow is there, unimpeded, you are in all, all involved there in God's consciousness. Without saying the word God once, or speaking in any, you know, spiritual language, just being. That's exactly what he says to us. Just be. Let it flow. Good, bad, or indifferent, you know, and, you know, that's why I love four. He said, one voice of many are also within existing as two levels are experienced of what is happening at the same moment. What does he say? As long as as long as neither are restriction restricted, this is union with or communion. What more would you want? The communion of souls coming together. Two distinct level of experience. And you know, it, it, and you have to feel it with your friends too. They were feeling something. I don't know if they're on any spiritual level. They might not even realize how you know spiritual they were at the moment I don't even I shouldn't say the words for just how the joining was happening so that was great Miguel that was absolutely beautiful thank you I appreciate it thank you Miguel I wanted to chime in here too this may sound a little redundant it may not but uh, I so appreciate it you sharing that and and hearing of that that joyful day 
that joyful moment, if you will. I had a question for you. Um, as you were with them, being with them, and and celebrating and en- enjoying this this love that was that was there for you, when you looked around to others or other situations or other things that you were doing along the way, were you st- were you experiencing that there as well? Did you find that that experience just being included within the the entire experience of of what you were having today um you know i was mostly with them uh I, we went to eat chinese food uh for, so we were there for about an hour outside the house where we were singing uh mostly and uh and the whole experience, I mean, now, because we are reading this, what we're reading, uh, I feel like saying everyone in the, at the Chinese restaurant and everything was somehow embraced into one experience. Everything from the day I, from the time I reached there, 10, 11 o'clock to the time I came back at 5 o'clock, it was just like one whole holy instant that's what I feel in fact I was so because I'm, I'm such a homebody I was so excited when I left took the train to go there just you know local train so, <clears throat> in the city only mm-hmm. uh, just half an hour ride I, I called my brother in India to tell him I feel like I'm going for international <laughs> travel <laughs> I'm so excited <laughs> <laughs> to visit my friends because I never never leave my place um, so the whole thing, I think, I feel like saying everyone uh, was embraced in this joyful brotherhood that we were experiencing. And, be, and it is because now and always, to answer your question, Bill, try to answer the question more specifically, uh, because I, I'm inspired right now, because now and always is the same thing. I can look back to the Chinese restaurant where there were other people, and right now I can honestly tell you I can feel the embrace of all those people within me, within the Christ that I am, which includes all. Uh, that can be done in you know any time. No moment is ever lost. So it was totally the whole thing was an awesome gift to me, uh, the holy instant that lasted so long, um, yeah, I hope that helps somewhat. But I feel everything was embraced. Uh, and in fact, when I came back, this place where I've been living for two years at the school, there were no children, everybody was gone. This whole place looked like mm-hmm. a, so beautiful and as if I came back home after a long trip somewhere to India or something. Everything looked <laughs> different to me. And I feel so grateful, and yeah, it's it's really huge gift for me today that I'm sharing that this is possible for us. I think that I think it's just a desire. I'm cons- my my prayer these days for quite a while now is often to God. I say whenever I remember more and more, uh, God or Father, Mother, God, I um, surrender to you. I just want to surrender to God more and more. I just say the words, and I wish, I wish perhaps any of you could help me 
I wonder, I, I wonder what else I have to do besides to say, Father, Mother, God, I surrender to you. Uh, so that's what I think is happening in my life. I'm just surrendering to God. I don't want to be present as Miguel. I want God to be present where I seem to be. That's my desire. So it was just in the south. Wow. Wow. I hear you. Yeah. I hear you. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Miguel. Thank you. I hear. I hear that. We're talking over each that. other. Please be cognizant of this. Go ahead, Tom. I. Wow. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that, Miguel. Thank you for sharing that entire experience. And, and I hear in that this state of being, state of just a place of complete acceptance of all that is. That, that, to me, I, I guess that's my sense of surrendering and knowing that oneness in God. Thank you. Um, glad to be on this journey with you, brother. Thank you. Oh, I'm same here. Miguel, this is Gloria. Yeah. Um, I just want to tell you that you are an apostle of Jesus. Thank you. Oh, uh, oh by the way, uh, uh, Gloria, I, I, I discovered, I was introduced to a new singer I never heard of before, Pantoja. You must know her, Pantoja. Uh, I never knew of her before, and he sang, you know, she's, uh, at least, uh, she's Spanish, but my Mexican friend introduced me to her songs, and Pedro Infante, of course, I knew his song, but, and somebody else, somebody else, so he sang a lot of Spanish songs together. (laughs) Well, nice to hear you. (laughs) Burkal. Yeah, another wonderful. One. Yeah. Thank, Thank you. you. We have a but place mark for you right? to know, I'm sorry. knowing you're in North Carolina. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Gracias. Gracias. <laughs> that was great, Miguel. I want to point yeah. to this again. You know, that line, there is no form without the experience of form is such an important, very pregnant statement because it's connected to the statements in U5 and U6 um, uh, here, when the dis- uh, even, even for, um, when the distinction level, when the distinct level falls away, there is an experience of union, only union, because the experience always involves form that's what he's telling us uh, and then again um, well uh, in this uh, here uh, in the the last part of the u5 there's no object experience no observer no observed no one in action and no one acted upon again no form again in u6 uh, um, the integration uh, is it um, 
the integration of two levels of experience is what has been called the elevation of the self or form. And then finally, it all sums up in U7. There is no form without the experience of form. Without the experience of form, there is only union. And union is what I experience today. And in fact, uh, of course, uh, in fact, uh, uh, um, in a glory, I will understand this because I wrote them this note uh, just to, I, I wrote them this note in Spanish when I came home, in my poor Spanish, I wrote, um, uh, uh, where is that? Well, I think I already deleted it. Anyway, I, I thank them for everything, the, oh, for a most awesome day, uh, all day, and for all the gifts, and for the love, and for the friendship. I wrote that all in Spanish. And I, because just, I was feeling so, so, so grateful, as if I had taken a long vacation. <laughs> I'm still laughing about it. Anyway, thank you. You know, as we know, there's no time, you know? Yeah. But like you said, within that, those hours, actually time collapsed in the union of, you know, the souls involved. There's really no time. But it was, you know, in form. It felt like, you know, like you said, I guess it, it was the escape from the norm. You know, like you say, you hardly travel. And to have it, it'd be such a, a wonderful experience. It's like going a, a trip around the world, you know, so different. I'm happy for you, Miguel. So happy for you. But and it's not just me, you know. I'm no. sorry, but... Yeah, it, mm-hmm. I mean, we must join with each other in every experience. If somebody tells me he's happy, you know what I do? And I, I immediately embrace him because his experience becomes my experience. Mm-hmm. And that's what I feel we must do in order to, you know, to enlarge our, expand our world. Um, yeah, you know, consciously. I'm complete. Yeah. The joining, yeah. I agree with you. Allow me to ask again, has anyone joined us that would like to let us know they're with us? Hello, it's Sandra. I just decided to pop in for the end. Hi, Sandra. Nice to hear your voice. Hi. I'm popping in too, Chris. Pop, oh, hi, pop. Chris. Nice to hear you. Uh, we're in Dialogues Unveiled. And we just read four, five, six, and seven. I don't know if you have access to it. If you have the first book, it's not in that, in that but the second publication has it. And then pretty hefty paragraphs. Yeah, we're doing more dialoguing than reading. I, I, 
I want to say it another way. Uh, I want to express, uh, I, I feel like expressing another way what happened, what, uh, what happened, is that I feel I am, we are called to uh, uh, shift our residence into the kingdom of heaven consciously in this book. That point is made over and over again. Uh, you know, to know where we exist, where, where we abide, uh, not in this world, uh, uh, but in the kingdom, uh, uh, in what's also called the house of truth. And we are asked to abide there, no matter what it is we are doing. Remember, we are abiding there consciously. And uh, this is how we make the kingdom, and, 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 and this way, make the kingdom of God real. In here, I'm given substance by the way I live as if I'm living in the kingdom because I am living in the kingdom. And that is how I feel. Uh, I mean, that's obviously we asked to do, obviously. We asked to do that. And as we do it, the kingdom become more and more visible to everyone around us. And, and they will be entrained into the kingdom. That's becoming more and more obvious to me in my daily life, in the place where I work, and everything. So our our uh, responsibility is very, very joyful, very great. Uh, you know, uni of universal importance and influence. What we are asked to do in our daily life. Um, as it says, the day 27, you know, to live the two experiences simultaneously, two levels of experience simultaneously. And then uh, it is simply impossible. It becomes increasingly difficult for my brothers and sisters to stay in the illusion. For example, uh, just two days ago, my daughter told me that her best friend, who has been her, like a sister, since she was little, her son, six-year-old son, suddenly was found dead. Like, <clears throat> and it was very hurtful, uh, very painful to my daughter. And, and she's going to see her in another town. And I was uh, inspired to share with her Lesson 152, The Power of Decision in My Own, and the very first paragraph of that, of that lesson from Course in Miracles, that no one dies, even, even, no one even dies without your own consent. The one suffers and all the stuff, you know. And uh, I, I definitely di didn't join with any of her pain or anything. I didn't feel any of it. I know that person myself. And I lost. I mean, my my uh, my daughter, her first. Uh, I mean, her, my first child, her sister, also passed on suddenly at age six. So I think that brought all the memories to her and all that. But. Um, I was totally, I never stepped out, of, stepped up out of my place in the kingdom. And um, when we do that, we invite others to join us here instead of remaining in hell, as he, he uses those words, actually. And he reminds us in that, uh, uh, in that chapter, called, in the third treatise called um, uh, The House of Truth, that I'm not asking you to go back into the house of illusion to make, uh, you know, in, uh, to make some impression, you know, to, to cause some effects. I'm asking you 
to stay in the house of truth, outside of the, of the house of illusion, and beckon your brothers and sisters there out of illusion, not go there and try to make changes. I'm complete. Miguel, I'd like to just just acknowledge what you're saying there. And in the groups that, that I'm facilitating at this point in time, it has become so clear to me and and the the others who are involved in the group are hearing from me that recognizing that as far as we have gotten or as far as you, each individual has gotten, within a course of love, that they recognize that their willingness to even be here is a statement of their willingness to be the Christ, to pursue, to accept the Christ, and that, and, and it's being told to them that they are on their path, they are, that this is unfolding for them, and all we need to do is show up. And be willing and, and watch what unfolds that, that just comes from us naturally to do what it is for us to, to do in any given instant in terms of connecting with others and being in, in relationship with others. Uh, but uh, in all my previous readings of A Course of Love, I hadn't seen this so clearly as, as this impetus, if you will, of us as you're saying and as you're <laughs> as you're expressing and sharing recognizing this oneness this Christ and ultimately the union is our journey um, and they're up for we are up for it and more and more willing to recognize yes I can be up for this and I am open to it so uh, I was just hearing that in your sharing just now and just Wanted to bring that up. Thank you. I'm complete. Yes, thank you. Me. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, thank you for recognizing. Yes, that's exactly. We have to be the living examples. Like Jesus was for us, we have to be for everyone around us. Absolutely. He tells us that uh, the world has gotten too complex, more complex than it was when he was here. So now he is calling on many of us yeah. to extend what he was offering. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you both. Yeah. To me, yeah. I say again, to be an apostle of Jesus. Um, when I have when I have this desire and I talk to Jesus about they come to me that I can be part of the apostles, I ask him what what would be my my job to be <laughs> to be at your service. I need your direction, I need your help. And it came to me, the answer. <clears throat> he said, you will be a healer. 
You deserve many. And my name. Yes. They just accepted. That's all. Be will to be one of them. I just feel very humble. I need, I need his help, the Holy Spirit. Thank you for listening. Thank you, Gloria. Thank you, Gloria. Thank you. You know, Miguel said before, and I think he said, like, when you come together, like with the word, you know, he says, when two or more gather or an individual reaches out and you make yourself available and you listen to your brother or sister and you become an apostle, you know, a student of God, whatever, you know, to carry the word. That's, I think we all have that now. We all do it. We feel when a sister or brother needs us, needs the words, we find it. And sometimes when I'm, you know, in dialogue with somebody spiritually, I don't even know where some of the words come from. But they come, they come so easily. It's not like I'm, oh, let me see what I'm going to say. It's like, you know, we know the words already because we know them, they're deep within. And when we bond, whatever the word is, bond, share, feel, love, and we come from our truth, we are an apostle. You know, yes, he, he chose his apostles, but he chooses all of us. He uses the word in the Course of Miracles, our function. Give me your ears, your mouth, your feet, your hands, your tongue. Bring my word to all you brothers and sisters. That's our our task. And, you know, willingness kept running through my mind when I'm listening to a lot was said. The willingness to be there. So, thank you, Gloria for that word, apostle. Incomplete. Thank you, Paula. That's why when I was when I was at church in Unity Unity Church, I became a uh, a chaplain. That was my desire to to pray with others. And at the same time, I already have the desire to be a vessel from God to heal, not me. It is God through me, the Christ within me. And and that's, that was my desire, and I know now why. So I... 
I'm complete. Thank you. Thank you, Gloria. Yeah, never mind this apostle stuff. We are the Christ. (laughs) I'm complete. Yeah. Yeah, Gloria, I hear that as being one and the same. You're serving Mm -hmm. through your chaplaincy and praying. It is, in effect, healing or uplifting others. And that is the healing process that you are contributing and a part of. That's, that's your service as an apostle. That's what I'm hearing there. Thank you. Thank you. You know, I keep looking down at paragraph five. It's the words, I mean, how he says, union never negates the self, but full union negates the experience of the true self. When the experience of the true self no longer exists in a particular action, the laws of what you call reality bend, and the impossible becomes possible. Jesus speaks. Miracles happen. Healings occur. A new reality exists. A reality in which there is no object of experience, no observer, no observed. The one in action, the only action acted upon. No giver and receiver, no intermediary, just union. And that's, you know, whether you use the word apostle, acting as the Christ, we are the Christ. But that's the the coming together. Nothing exists. Union never negates the self, but full union negates the experience of true self. Powerful paragraph. And miracles do happen and we don't even know it. We don't know what our words how it resonates into that soul. Healing. But we join in union with that soul. But we join in union in song, like Miguel said, his day with his friend, how they were together, one. Paula, for clarity, um, in that the first two sentences there, wherever we see self, is that a capital S self? Or is I it just had, in the second? Well, I when I 
Well, I have the earlier edition of this printout, and I know at some point when I was speaking with someone who had the second edition, I asked if those, does mine indicate a small s in the first two paragraphs? And they said no, they were uh, noted as a capital S. Now, mm-hmm. if anyone has the second edition, Shirley, you have the more current edition, right? Yes, I, it is capital S. I printed out what I have, but I don't know if this is the most current, but mine has a small s. Because I was wondering about that when you read it. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Miguel, you you, you have yeah. indicated the truth. Well, I say the truth yeah, self indicates. Yeah. Yeah, it has a capital S on both cases. Union never negates the self, but full union negates the experience of self. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. That, that's how it is. And what... Yeah, so, and then it goes on when the experience of the... Yeah, two, same thing, it's still... Yeah. Yeah, no still the same. Yeah. Yeah. True self. Thank you, everyone. Okay, this is Shirley. I, I kind of was confused with that because I, I believe the true self is always in union. So I'm, I guess... I'm a little confused about um, that union never negates the true self, but full union negates the experience of, you say, the true self. Um, that's, that's not real clear to me. Thank you. Hey, thank you, Shirley. Uh, this is Reverend Bill. Um, that jumped out of me as well. And what I got from that, or what the way I'm holding that is uh, full union is, is complete union, as, as he refers to a couple of times later on. Uh, a complete, the complete union, uh, it's as if, what I'm getting from this is that in full union, there is simply, there is no experience, there is simply just being. It might be like what, I guess I would say, it might be like what Miguel was speaking about, about wanting to be, wanting to know God, that in this state of, of full being, there's no need for experience, there is just, in, I would say, in effect, knowing the oneness of God, knowing our oneness of God. That's my take on it. And, and that, you know, this, this sacred place of being in the place of, of the true self where we are having these experiences that reinforce us and bring us forward are within that journey of fully once and for all simply accepting our true, our true self in full entirety that includes our oneness with all. I hope that helps. That was my take on that, as I, to make the distinction between our experience of union and full union. Yes. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Thanks, Bill.
You know, when you back up into four, and it kind of goes into those, where he kind of tries to explain union. That's where I kind of was trying to find the... It says there's two levels of experience exist in the same moment. They coexist, or in other words, they exist as one, and yet they are distinct. As long as neither are restricted, this is union with, or communion. Two distinct levels of experience in union. When the distinct levels fall away, there is no experience of union only. So it's he, how he uses experience of union. Only union, but the action is the same. One is not better nor more desirable than the other. They are only different. So union never negates the true self, but full union negates the experience of the self. When, yeah, there's no experience of union, only union, but the action is saying when it, it, it's basically saying the same thing to me. One is not better or more desirable than the other. They are only different. It's a little confusing, but I'm trying to make sense of that. Actually, it's not confusing. I find it very mm-hmm. straightforward. It's an experience. It's all it is. It's an experience and it's feeling. And with full, with full union, there's an experience only of non-physical beingness. With full union, there's just nothing but me and God. That's it. That's it. Mm. And the feeling of the meanness disappears entirely so that it's completely overcome by the pure, sweet, loving energy that we call God. It's an experience. And unless... We each have that subjective experience of our own. There's no way to intellectually understand it. It's pure experience. Yeah. It's like looking at a star in the sky. What is its experience? Its beingness is perfect. Full union is perfect. And that's one part of it. The experience of union is what is desired now. So even though they are different... One is not better than the other. However, what he's stressing here, what he's pointing out to us, is that what is desired now is the experience of union. Yeah. There are two levels. The one level is where we are completely experiencing the pure, pure loving energy of God. Just experiencing that energy, receiving from within us, Mm. that energy that we call God, receiving, feeling it, experiencing it, it can completely overtake us if we allow it, if we allow it, if I allow it, when I allow it. That's what I guess that second sentence right after that, when the experience of the true self (laughs) no longer exists in a particular action, The laws of what you call reality bend and the impossible becomes possible. And then how it does. And I've experienced it. And I want Mm. to go on and continue if I may, Paula. And that is is an experience that if you have the experience, 
it's completely difficult to explain it. Time gets bent. Um, things mm-hmm. that seem to be impossible, like going from one end of town to the other end of town that would usually take you an hour can happen in the space of five minutes. That's, you know, what do you call that? That's bending the laws of reality. That happens. That can happen. It's knowing that the God is so powerful within us that nothing else matters. Nothing else has any kind of reality. Physical laws disappear. They dissipate completely. They just go. They just fall away. And that's the action of the two. That's the action of the two intertwined as one. That's union. And that's what he goes on to say. It's just union. Because that's what he says. No, just, no, just union is just being me and God. God, that's it. And I completely disappear. There's just the awareness mm-hmm. of the energy of that love, of that beingness, of that spacious feeling of just pure, unadulterated sweetness of love of God. That's it. That's pure union. There's nothing else. There's no action involved. I mean, there is action involved, but it's complete energy. There's nothing physical about it. Yeah, it's the experience of it. Yes, yes. Experience. Yes. Every day, all day long, it's experience. Ooh, ooh, I can't wait to get there. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? I I practice this every day, every day, every day, every day. That's great. I don't want to think. Every day I just want to experience. And I go through the day asking God, communing with God within me to help me, allow me, uh, take all the restrictions from me, whatever. I don't even know what, even, what, what words I use. I don't even know if I use words. I just want to experience that feeling. There is nothing like it. I've touched the tip of the iceberg, I suppose, but that's it. Full immersion, oh my God. <laughs> I mean, I can only just imagine what it is. But just having touched the tip of the iceberg, oh my God, it is so sweet. There's nothing like it. There's no thought. There's, there's no thought. Anyway, I'm complete now, so go ahead. No, thank you, Judy. Thank you so very, very much. You know, and that, and, Bill, you were going to say something? Oh, I, yeah, I just wanted to acknowledge and, <laughs> and honor your statement. You had one word that I had written up above this sentence, above that, that, that first sentence in paragraph five, oneness. Mm. And uh, yeah. to hear you say that, that was just, uh, that was just striking a chord for me because mm. I, I, my sense of that is, is that we are speaking of oneness. Period. Yeah. Integration, you know, it, it, because when you get into six, I mean, these are such powerful paragraphs. What is desired now is the experience of union. The experience of union is the experience of two distinct levels of experience. And the distinct mm-hmm. levels can be integrated into one level, a level of experience that bends the laws of what mm-hmm. you call reality, the same action, mm-hmm. as full Absolutely. union. Mm-hmm. 
And the yeah. only difference is the ability to experience the experience as a distinct true self in union. And here's, here's the kicker. I love this. This integration of the two levels of experience is what has been called the elevated true self of form and the sustainability of Christ consciousness in form. There is no form without the experience of form. Without the experience of form, there is only union. And that's how he just wraps it up. It's like it goes from full union to experience of Mm -hmm. it and, and back to full union again. It's beautiful. I mean, it's articulated absolutely beautifully. Yeah. And for me, I had to feel it. I could not just read the words and take them in on an intellectual level. That did not do it for me. I really needed to experience. No. What is the feeling of it? Yeah. How does, how does it feel? That's, That's why I not run to these paragraphs just to read. <laughs> and experience these paragraphs. Oh, my God, yes. These dialogues. It's being able, for me, it's being able to receive whatever from within me, from the God within me, to be able to receive however it comes, whether it's through feeling sense or, or hearing words or whatever it is, it's the experience of the feeling. And whatever that translates is my expression of it. That's the two levels. Expression is, is like receiving from God and then expressing in physicality. Those are the two levels. One is our day-to-day physical reality, and the other is that energetic love that we get from the God within us. It's always there. Every one of us has it. We're all, we all have it. It's not a big secret anymore. We all have it. Just a matter, for me, it's all just a matter of, well, I'm like, oh, wow, what? Yeah. Thank yeah. you, Jesse. Thank you. Uh, this is Miguel. I would like to read a couple of paragraphs that, uh, for me, throw light on this, help me to understand this U5, U6. Uh, I'm reading from day 32, 32.11 and 32.12. Jesus spoke to you of his life as an example life. Jesus was called the Son of God and also God. Those who understand the meaning of any or all of the example lives that have come as revelations of who God is, understand that those lives were not separate from God. Yet to believe that God is everyone can still make you feel as if you are not God. How can this be? This can only be because this can be only because in your contemplation of this idea, you lose your sense of self. There is a rebellion, a negation of either the self or God that occurs when these two concepts, concepts of the self and of God, cannot be reconciled or joined in harmony. Either the self or God takes precedence in all lives, all lives. There is no other choice as long as the self and God are seen as separate. So that helps me. That's what I we're saw not connected. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Yeah. We're not separate. We're one. We're one with God and one with one another. Thank you, Miguel. Yeah, thanks, Miguel. Thank you. Thank you.
Hold the pores open. And as I explained last week, there's no set rules that we have to end at 9.30. If we all agree that we've dialogued, shared, we're going to end when we feel it's ready to be ended. So I'm sitting here in silence. Anybody wants to share? Floor's open. Any parting words before I end the call? Okay, thank you, everyone, each one. <laughs> you just took the words out of my head, Miguel. <laughs> yeah. Miguel, and thank you for sharing that experience you had today with your friends. That I was felt gorgeous. Thank you. It was, wow, yeah. Yeah, and I thank you all for being here and sharing in this dialogue. It's been amazing you, as always. Thank you all. Yeah. Good night, everybody. Good night. Thank you all. Love your shares. Good night. Yeah, love you all. Love you. Bye-bye. Laying out more of a picture and experience of union. Woo-hoo. Yeah. Thank you. Good night, all. Thank Good night, everybody. Being. Good night. I appreciate it. Thank you, Paula. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Love to all. Bye now.